It's the internet, you're busy, so let's do this. Welcome to the Game Street Decides podcast. This is the podcast where we decide everything that happens in the world of video games, so you don't have to think about it for yourself. I'm your host, Jeffrey Grubb. With me is Mike Minotti. Hey, hey. Uh, we're going to get into the news. We're going to get into some games. We're going to talk about what in the hell is a core Mario game anyhow. Uh, <laughs> first, though, I want to thank everybody for joining us. You can get more from me and Mike at GameSpeed.com. If you have something to share with this podcast, you can email us at GamesPlusPodcast at VentureBeat.com. That's the uh, the plus sign in there. We also have a Twitter account. You can get us at, at GamesBeat or at GBDecides. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube or Twitch, you can subscribe to the audio version of this podcast on Google Play, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a review. It'll help other people find the show. Um, how you been, Mike? What you been up to? How's your week been going? Oh, it's been pretty good. I got my the review uh, Super Nintendo Classic Edition, so I've been spending a lot of time with that baby. So yeah, I definitely think fun. that's. I definitely that's think we uh, that's where we should start this week. I want to say real quick, Ooh. I'm I'm starting to feel fall pretty hard though. Um, I'm playing some games, trying to play some stuff for review, but I'm like mm-hmm. st- I'm also like looking back at the rest of the year that's already happened, and like I haven't finished Horizon, I haven't finished Near Automata. Um, I want to try Divinity Original Sin 2 before the end of the year. Yeah, like, I've been pretty good this year. I I played Nier and Horizon. I just kind of have accepted there's no way I'm getting to Divinity. That's not going to happen. I'm doing Super Nintendo right now, and then, like, very soon it's, like, Assassin's Creed and Mario. and There's just a lot of things happening. Mike, I had to mute you there for a second, at least just on the live uh, version, uh, because our website auto-played an audio advertisement <laughs> Game just, did? oh yeah that's just oh, some great. real fun stuff yeah i like closed it so i didn't even see what the url is you gotta report, report that, that. that's yeah, not supposed got... to happen if you get any of those let us know yeah that drives me real bonkers that's like oh really good time well, thank you video game website games i bet i'll say something really good and attractive too yeah i was talking about some i don't know i honestly don't know i was just freaking out um but okay so let's get into it snes classic you have been playing it you got it like at the end of last week right and uh what's it been like well it's great i mean i mean gosh the super nintendo it's at least arguably the best system ever right like you can always make an argument for it i think it's i mean it's honestly it's probably either that or playstation 2 in terms of like game library uh and you know this thing has what 21 games including like one most people haven't played before star fox 2 but i mean just so many of these games are just they're not just like great games they're just absolute all-time classics right super metroid Mario World, um, Yoshi's Island, Link to the Past, Mega Man X. It, it's just incredible. And what I like about it is, like, I can almost kind of, like, all right, let me, let me try to get through this level in Castlevania 4, right? And I spent 30 right. minutes doing that. Then I'm like, okay, now we can, like, maybe clear a few worlds in Mario World. And then we go back to Castlevania or do a dungeon in Zelda. It's like, I, 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 like I'm usually not like that. I usually, like, pick a game, kind of play through it. And then do something else. But, like, here, I can, I'm kind of, like, skipping around games and, like, making a little progress here, a little progress there. Like, sometimes, like, like you know, me, with Mega Man X, I pretty much just played through that completely. But, right. Because me and Mega Man. But, yeah, it's just been it's so cool. So, but, I mean, so you say you didn't typically do that. Are you just kind of thinking, like, oh, this is a fun thing to go and, di- and like, dip my toes in for a little bit here and there? Or um, are you doing this because you're bored of the games? I don't say it was on board of the games, but it's just, it's just, I don't know, it's just a little different and interesting. Like, sometimes it's, like, for Castlevania, like, it is a lot of mental fatigue sometimes to get through a level. Right. So it kind of makes sense, like, like there, uh, I would say. Super Metroid, 
Um, so it's kind of like Super Metroid, like if I get to a safe station, maybe I'll do something else. Maybe that is, it's not boredom. Like I've played through well, that game a few times, you know, but I think it's just, also it's just, that you, you have so much distract. Like there's so many other things you could also, I think it's probably, I think that might be it more than anything. It's like, you know, what would even be better right now is playing a little Link to the Past or right. like, <laughs> you know, just like, or maybe even trying to do some prequels and ghosts. And like 10 minutes later, I'm like, okay, no, I'm never repeating that game. Let's get back to mm-hmm. something. But, uh. <laughs> Yeah, it's just neat. I mean, the, the interface, it's very it's very similar to, like, the NES Classic. Um, so, you know, you can, like, make your save states and easily jump back and forth between games. Uh, the, the, like, you can now, like, rewind your save state a bit if you wanted to, if you miss something. I, I think that's cheating, personally. I, I'm very... Uh, I have a very, like, strict moral uh, guideline with save states. I, I use them literally to, like, save a place wherever I am in a game and to pick up later. I don't use it as, like, a all right, right, this part's hard. I'm going to, like, reload here. Not not, none scum. of that. You're not safe scum, right? No, I'm not scum. I'm just, you know, look, I'm just using it for convenience, not for cheating. I'm not going to, like, hit the boss once, make a save state, like, oh, yeah. go again, hit the boss again. Oh, no, I got hit. Go back to the save state. None of that. The Super Nintendo's not, like, super conducive to that, though, is it? Because you have to, like, go back out to the menu and, and like, press down and hold down A. Like, it, uh, there's no, like, really fast button to hit to do a save state, right? Right, you have to go back to the menu, and it is like, you, and like the NES Classic, you have to push a button on the actual system to do that, which so I, 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 I kind of get this. I thought, I thought like down and select like started to work. Like was there? Like, I have no idea. I think that, I'm th- not sure because I always use the third party controller. I'm not sure if that was just like built into the third party. Maybe I think that, I think that is Jeff. I don't think. Uh, don't, don't quote me on that, but I don't think so. Yeah, I'm not sure. But there is a game where Down and Select actually does something, right? Right, uh, of course. But I'm pretty sure, I mean, because, you know, they want to be kind of pure about the controller, which I get. It's not too bad for me because I literally just have my system right next to me. It's like I yeah. push that button. But I can understand, like, if it's, like, under your TV. For the same reason, since I have the system just next to me, I don't know if the controller issue is bad or not yet. I have to, like, try moving the system around a little bit. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, so much is just like, ah, yeah, Super Nintendo games sure are fantastic. Yep. It's, it's like, nice to play them. All those ideas that they like planted the seeds of with the NES really came into their own on the Super right. Nintendo. Right. I mean, right. It's like, well, like, that system also had like great execution minus like a couple like of the griping things, right? The, the home right. situation in the controller. So it's, just, it's like, it, it was always a gimme that this was going to be fantastic. It's not like I was ever worried about this. Right. As soon as I, they said what games are, I'm like, oh, yes, give me that. So so do you think this is something, like, how much did you play your NES Classic? How many of those games did you actually go through and beat on there? And do you expect you'll do more or less with the Super mm, Nintendo? I mean, I definitely played a lot. Like, NES Classic is weird, right? Because like, a, a lot of those games are almost more arcade games. Right. Or things between. like that. Yeah. I think I probably played through maybe, like, I don't know, like completely through eight of them or so that's like 30 i definitely think i'm going to play through more of these like there's like a lot of games here i in fact that's almost one thing i wish it would almost just be neat if like when you beat a game it just put like i don't know if it needs a trophy system but it'd be cool if like it put like a check mark on it or something on the home screen just like be like yeah yeah i beat that one cool because it almost i can see people doing like the child like all right let's beat them all go down the line get through all of them which, yeah, uh, I, I do wish I do think that is something that is actually missing from these systems that I like not just uh, like trophies or check marks, but like just like stat tracking and like telling mm-hmm. you like 
like what you've done in each of these games and kind of given you a, a, a world, a window into that world of how right. you've explored them so far. Like, it um, would be to, cool. Like, I don't know what it would be if there's something, though, if you, like, beat every game. Like, I, again, I don't know what that would be. Could it be? It, it no. shouldn't be, like, a game. But, like, no. maybe a different song playing in the background or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Just, yeah, something. I just wish they would kind of uh, do a little bit more on that level on all of their systems, but especially this. Um, Em, any, anything else? Uh, are you... Uh, do you like the design? Does it it's just like a small little Super Nintendo in your Yeah, it? it just looks like a fun small little Super. It like the weird thing is it still has like the controllers still kind of have like that Wii toggle thing. So you have to like lift up where like the old ports are and they look like the old ports you like lift them right. down actually and then you see like the where the Super Nintendo controllers go in. So, you know, have you, that's fine. Have you played any of the two player games since it comes with two controllers? Uh not yet. I think actually my brother's coming over tonight and we're going to go through some of those. Cool. I'm not sure. That'll, I mean, you know, like that's fun. I, I definitely am more personally like excited and like kind of into the the single player stuff. Yeah, I mean, there was some good multiplayer multiplayer sure. games on the Super Nintendo, but the single player games were way right. better like, than those. It'll be cool you to know, play Street Mario Fighter Kart. and Mario Kart. Yeah, Mario yeah. Kart. So yeah, those are good games. They're just not. They're not as good as Super Metroid and Zelda. And whatever. Right. Um, okay, so uh, let's move on. Why don't you get into the other game you've been playing this week? Um, I'm actually excited to hear about this one. Yeah, Thimbleweed uh, Park. So this game's been out, actually, for a bit, like on PC and other systems. But, like, they always said a Switch version was coming. I'm like, I, I kind of want to play this on the Switch. I, I kind of am going to wait for that. And, uh, yeah, that finally came out. So this is from Ron Gilbert, who was heavily involved in LucasArts in the early days on, like, those kind of first adve- those point and click adventure games that a lot of people are really I'm one of those people like I was like making my own monkey on fan site back in the day I was on right. IRC chat rooms talking about these things uh, like it was like this it was one of the first real gaming communities I was ever a part of like this weird LucasArts adventure game group like on sites like Mix and Mojo and the Scumbar back in the day this is like pre one up when I met you on the radio boards and stuff yeah. Yeah, so it, yeah, so like you know, Monkey Island and stuff like that. I always really liked these games. Uh, and we've seen Ron Gilbert kind of dip his toes back into like making adventure games. Like the Cave was kind of an adventure game, right. and stuff like that. But this is full on, like it's pixelated. It's got like that verb menu, right? Like those, like mm-hmm. talk to, open, close. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just really neat because it really is kind of like playing a Lost LucasArts uh, adventure game. It's kind of... Uh, Go ahead. How do, how does it play on the Switch? Like, I mean, is it ni- nice to have it portable? Is that something that makes you feel like yeah. this is even more conducive to the way I'm well, living my it, life these days, or whatever? It's nice because I can play like play a bit of it at bed. Like, I can play half right. an hour, an hour in bed, solve some puzzles, put it in sleep mode. Plus, since the portable mode, you have the touch screen. You can really just touch, talk to. Right. I was wondering if that. Screen. I was. I wondered if that worked. Yes. That's, yeah, it uh, worked. Yeah, that's so cool. pretty nice. I, I wonder if that's on any of the other platforms. I mean, is the game? I don't think it's out on mobile. Is it? I think it might be. It, it, it must be coming. Yeah, no way not, they're gonna. It's gonna come to iPad if it's not already. I mean, the witness just did. So yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, it is. I think it's already on iOS okay. and Android. They're not gonna pass that money up. But uh, so yeah, you know, it's got like that humor. It, it is pretty like it's even though it's pixelated, it's got some really nice colors and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it, it is a pretty game. It's got a bit of that humor. It's been funny. What, what it's kind of it's kind of like an it's it's sort of a it's like a mystery story. It's almost okay. sort of uh, a bit uh, 
X Files ish. Although yeah, I can't okay. actually watch much X Files, but no, I was gonna yeah. ask because like the the art I always saw from it reminded me of X Files. So I was like, is it kind of X Files? Right. So, okay, it's like two out of town detectives coming in to solve a mystery in like a kind okay. of creepy town in the late eighties. So right, very yeah. neat. That basically kind of gives you an idea of, of what's happening here. And it, it kind of like Maniac Mansion. It's, it's, it, there are a lot of callbacks to Maniac Mansion specifically, which was Ron Gilbert's first game, and that you can kind of switch between characters and they can kind of go different places and they can exchange items. Uh, and it literally takes, 1987 is literally when Maniac Mansion launched. So it's kind of cute that it takes place in that huh. year, stuff like that. But yeah, it, it, it's interesting because like adventure games in a way have had a resurgence, but it, the genre is just never done for me what it did for me back in the like the late 90s and i don't know it's just the, like the person i was or if those games were that much better and i just specifically liked that brand of games that lucasarts was making then but this is definitely like the closest thing i've had to like like even a broken age was kind of a letdown to me like that didn't right. feel right uh like all these uh all of the telltale stuff does, doesn't do anything for me but this is this is up my alley i've been enjoying this and it is I'm, cool to have it on a Switch. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to give that a shot on on Switch as well. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, speaking of which, what I have been playing on my Switch is, is SteamWorld Dig Two, uh, and I, you, you don't really have any experience with the SteamWorld games, right? No, I was like I, I hear everyone really high on this one. I I don't know much about it. I remember when the first one came out, people were talking about, it, but yeah, what what is this? Basically, it's a Metroidvania where the map is a little bit more open because you're digging and mining. Uh, so it's, it's a 2D Metroidvania-like game. Um, uh, it, you know, just to kind of go over the series real quick, it started with Dig 1, uh, which is, is similar, but I think this one's got a, a few more RPG elements, a little bit more leveling up. I didn't play a ton of Dig 1, so I might not have that cont uh, continuity exactly right. Then they went and did SteamWorld Heist, which is the one I played, and Heist was... Uh, it's this like side-scrolling XCOM game where you're doing these heists in space, and and, and all these games are these steam-powered robots. Um, so all the, like those storylines revolve around that, and all the upgrades revolve around that, and you know weapons are kind of dealing with mm -hmm. you know being steam-powered and stuff. Um, I liked Heist a lot. I, I hope they do bring it to the Switch. I, I was playing on 3DS. Um, I, I want to pick it up there because I never finished it. This game, however, I I couldn't stop playing. I I had to finish it. It was like it was really that compelling for me. Um, a, a big so let me just kind of give you the basic loop, um, and this is why I couldn't put it down. Um, you you start in this town above ground, and they're like, "Hey, uh, there's some stuff going on underground, and your dude that you're looking for, who was the hero of the first game, you play as his uh, partner Dorothy from the first one. He might be down there as well. So you go down, and you have almost nothing. You have like a pickaxe, and you're you know getting dirt out of the way. Um, and the first thing you get is a lamp, and the lamp lets you see in the dark uh, a little bit better, but the lamp runs out. Of, of oil after not too long and you're collecting uh, so much gold that your pack's getting full so you can't collect anymore so you're you're going back to the surface a lot and it's this loop where you're like okay I, i'm going down i'm finding stuff i'm going to go back to the surface and then maybe i can buy a few upgrades to make myself be able to go even deeper next time uh, like you're buying upgrades to the lamp so the lamp can last longer so it's this loop of going down going back up going down going back up uh, and you always feel like you're just like that you're like just this close to getting that next major upgrade. Um, on top of those upgrades, there's also like power-ups that you're going to find in the world itself that give you new abilities like a hook shot or um, a rocket jump, uh, things like that. Um, you know, just like early on, there's like a speed boost so you can run and jump and go a little bit higher. Uh, all these kinds of things that basically make it so you can either explore the world faster or maybe do a little bit better in combat. 
Uh, but but you, like, like like I said, like you always feel like that next brick you're going to break is going to be hiding that next major upgrade or that next piece of gold that's going to be able to you know enable you to afford I mean, the thing that you want to get. So is, is it fair to say this is like Minecraft meets Super Metroid, or is that not really quite? It, it, it's not too far off. You know, it's it's two D. Um, sure. So well, Terraria yeah, so, meets Super Metroid. Right. Yes. Uh, I, it also reminds me a little bit just in terms of the way the combat feels and the way the enemies behave. And the way that it's also a bit systemic, I'll talk about that in a second. It reminds me a little bit of Spelunky as well. I was about to ask yeah. about Spelunky, yeah. Yeah, so there's definitely some of that, but it's not a roguelike. Uh, you know, it's, it's a complete, yeah. the, the world is, is, is solid, it's static, it's a really cool world to explore. Um, I, I, the, one, the other thing I really like are the puzzles. There's a lot of environmental puzzles where um, I just like, kind of give an idea of that systemic stuff I was talking about. There's like these giant robots that will block your way sometime, uh, and they're completely – they're like dead. They're, they're not running. But if you touch them with molten lava, that like powers them enough that they'll like walk for a little bit. And if they're in the lava, they're always powered or so, whatever. So, so you want to like find ways to like channel like a little bit of lava to hit them. Uh-huh. And if you, you could do that, then they'll move out of the way and you can get past them. And then later you get a power up that turns your, your pickaxe into basically a molten lava pickaxe that you could power these guys at any time. So why is it that I feel like I'm hearing more about this game than the first one? Like, what? why is this better so I, than that? So I think well, there's a couple of things. I think there's that natural buildup over time of people who played the first game, not when it launched, but like slowly sure. over time as they got the game through humble 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 bundle or different sales or their friends told them about it or they got it as a gift or whatever so all those people that kind of built up over time for the first one are now all here for the second one so they're all talking about it at the same time so that's part of it i think the other thing is i uh, that loop i think they refined it I, like i like i said i didn't play a ton of the first one i'm going to try to go back and give it a little bit more mm-hmm. time so i can kind of see the big difference but my understanding is is that this one has the a little bit more of that Castlevania Symphony Night Symphony Night style, you know, leveling up where you feel that progression a lot harder. Oh, yeah. So you so you're not just going down like to explore more of the world, you're going down to increase your character's capabilities, which you know, for me, I love that stuff. I that oh, stuff yeah, kept sure. me going in all the Castlevania um, side scrolling RPG kind of things. Um and and Metroid, which Metroid doesn't always have a hard leveling system, but it you know, you still feel like you're gonna right. get those power ups that, you know, upgrade your character. So um, but yeah, so I, I think that's the big difference where you just, you feel that progression and so people can't help, but like kind of go nuts over this one. It's, it's a really good game. Cool. I'm, yeah. I, uh, I just, I just, I just finished writing the review. It should go up tomorrow. I'm curious to try it out. Yeah. Um, last thing's just mystic melee, which is like this, uh, indie smash brothers. Oh, so I, I was about to ask, um, is it actually like smash brothers melee? And it is, huh? Yes, yeah, but it has like this, like, so I've only played the campaign, though, and it's got this really interesting campaign. It's like a full-fledged story mode uh, where you play as, like, each of, like, the different kinds of characters, and there's, like, a a strong, like, close, like, bow staff character and a magic character and things like that, um, and it's been kind of cool. It's, like, you know, it feels really good. The wall jumping feels really good. All the magic, you know, it, like, long-range magic use is, is really cool. Uh, it's got a very, very basic art style. It's very... Um, you know, pixelate and things like that. It, but I, I, it's, it's good. Um, I play, I did play the multiplayer, but not since I got it now, I played it at a, uh, Denver comic con a few weeks back. And I liked it when I played it there. I talked to, de- to the developer a little bit at that time. And it's, uh, it seems cool. It seems like it could be one of those games that kind of builds up over time. Like, um, uh, that one that came out with the Ouya. Oh, Towerfall. Um, yeah. Towerfall. Yeah. It uh, feels like it could fit, fit into that niche. And, and as people start to learn about it, it like really picks up, but, but yeah. we'll see. I still need to uh, get to uh, uh, that Rivals of Aether, that other Smash Bros. like game. 
which like they I feel right. like it was like I was yeah. they're building up to it, and then it just kind of quietly released in March, which yeah. So it's yeah. out. It, you know, like Ori's a character in that. Yeah, so that's I had that's no idea. Neat, that's so, nuts. but yeah, gotta try it. Yeah, that's really cool. Yep, yeah, I, I I definitely want to see how they these make like because there's definitely that that sense that all those kids that grew up playing nothing but melee in college are making games now. And that's what we're seeing right. from a lot of these developers are they're making their, like the melee sequel that they that's always fine. wanted or whatever. So I'm in, I'm yeah, totally. I'm interested to see if that goes anywhere. Okay. Uh, we sure. can hop into the news now, Mike. Uh, let's just jump. Let's jump right in with the first story. Bethesda wants to have a relationship Nintendo with Nintendo fans yeah. and with Nintendo and Nintendo's fans. Um, so, uh, I think that is something that's getting getting a lot of people excited. This was like one of our big stories last week. This is uh, D- Dean talked to Bethesda that they told Dean this, um, and it, you know it's coming on the heels of them announcing you know already Skyrim for a long time now. Skyrim was one of the first games announced for the Switch, but at the most recent Nintendo Direct, they also announced Doom is coming this holiday, and then next year Wolfenstein Two is coming. Yeah, it's interesting. They, like Bethesda almost kind of feels like what Ubisoft was for the Wii U in its early days, except. You know, Bethesda kind of picked the right console to support heavily at first. Yeah, like Ubisoft m- might have felt burned. Like the, Ubisoft's still there, but they're not doing U- Ubisoft level of support like they have in the past. So it's definitely Bethesda right. this time around. Uh, yeah. I got, I got to ask you. I mean, are these games going to do anything? Do you think are these the games that can make the difference for a Nintendo system or Bethesda or or what? I think it. I think it helps. I mean, you can tell that there's some excitement around, especially Doom right now. Yeah, like that's a game that's just so conducive to like pick up and play style that it seems like a really good fit for the Switch. Plus, like you know, it is always very good at making these games that can run on like lesser hardware and still look really good. Like we've seen kind of gameplay of it running on the Switch and it still looks like a really pretty game. Yep. It's it's thirty frames per second, which I think a lot of people are gonna complain about. But I bet when you're playing it on that small screen, yeah, you're not gonna really care anymore. That's what I would imagine. I mean, there's gonna be compromises for sure. Yeah, yeah, but I, but it's I mean, I, I just think it's it's awesome that they're doing the work to get ID Tech six up and running. Like the, like the reason we're getting Wolfenstein two and not Wolfenstein one, ID Tech five was kind of a a, a hot mess. So clearly they have made the difference. Uh, they've made the optimizations where it can run on a something as underpowered as the switch and they've already, they've already got it up and running on like Vulcan API and the, like the, the direct API that Nintendo uses on the switch is very similar to Vulcan. It's even more powerful. So uh, yeah, I'm not surprised that they were able to get it running. It's just kind of, but it's still in, in a way shocking. Um, all right, let's move on to the next story. Game developers are not, are not more candid about game development, ha- uh, you know, quote, because gamer culture is so toxic that being candid in public is dangerous. That was Charles Randall, who is a developer at Capybara Games. Um, he was a uh, he kind of went on on this you know this long Twitter thread about how you know anytime a developer talks about anything in public, especially on you know social media, but really in any way uh, you know with the press, whoever they're taking a risk, and there's always a chance that those words will be used against them in some way. Excuse me, and mm-hmm. that is why more developers aren't out there actually speaking. Uh, and I, I think we definitely see this, right? Like we definitely notice how quiet developers are almost all the time throughout all of de- development. Like I think I've said in the past, like uh, we, we definitely get way more leaks from the actual government than we ever would from like <laughs> EA or Activision mm-hmm. or like Rockstar, for example. Right. Um, I I don't know. I, I saw some res- responses to this. I guess I'm wondering what you're thinking. Uh, I saw one response. It was like, uh, 
maybe people actually don't want like full transparency. And when they're saying that they don't really think they're not really, they don't really want that. Uh, I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, I, people will always say they do, but I don't think people really want to know. Right. Mm-hmm. Like people don't want to know like, Oh, this game was actually going to be 20% bigger, but we had, we had a budget cut after we missed our quarterly expectation expectations at the company. Right. right? No, no one wants to know that stuff. Um, you know, we, we see that this kind of stuff backfire before where maybe you'll announce a feature for a game, then you have to cut at some point, and when it's not in there, you'll still hear about it. Uh, there's a famous example like World of Warcraft, where one of the expansions was going to have uh, like this progression system called Path of the Titans that they tested like into betas, and they, they removed it for whatever reason, like it wasn't working, blah, 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 and people complained for years, like, you promised us this thing, you know, it's, it's not there, but, you know, so on and so forth. So, yeah, it's like, you know, you want to be open with people, but there's always that risk of it being kind of used against you or them, you know, not really understanding when things change or, you know, what have you. And I mean, and on the flip side, I understand too, like maybe some, you know, you, you want them to be transparent because you don't think they're doing the right thing or you think things are being motivated by the wrong way. So I understand why there's a wish for transparency, but it, you know, kind yeah. of uh, can work against you. Yeah, it almost always seems like it's being, in the end, it will be used as a tool or a weapon to hurt you or to hold you accountable for things that, like, we all kind of say stuff. Well, I mean, No Man's Sky might be an extreme example where they really did make some promises that they didn't keep up with, but every single word they ever uttered was brought up, brought back up as evidence that they were crooks and yeah. were trying to take advantage of people. And, and, you know, and that game's kind of coming together now, you know, a year later, a year after release, starting to come together. So it just feels like, yeah, they'll get there maybe if they, you know, if they can keep at it. But I, I don't know. I do agree that, I mean, we went through this a little bit with just a cuphead. We saw that it can be a little bit toxic sometimes, sometimes. But, well, I mean, but, you but, know, but, the internet culture in general is just right. I mean, just 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 how things are, right? These, these things are typically negative. It's typically people waiting to pounce on mistakes and revel right. in them a bit, you know, mob mentality and and all that stuff. And it's still fun when you're on the receiving end of it, right? Yeah, and it does seem like it's like maybe like a a, a constant subset of people who are always looking for the next thing to be mad about. And most people are actually just at home playing games and enjoying them. But that that one large subset of players uh, that you know that that you know that, that's not saying that that's like some group that has a label already. I'm just saying these are the people that do get mad and tend to get mad. They are always there and they're always waiting for the next thing. So, right. all right, uh, Nintendo has taken down the videos and the Patreon of the creator of Mario 64 Online. Mike, did you download it? I think so. You asked me to at one point. Okay, good. So I have uh, it. That- this yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, but I mean, it's not surprising either. Um, essentially, this was a little mod you could you could attach to an emulator on your computer. So when you played Mario sixty four through an emulator like Project sixty four, you could play it online as different characters uh, with other people. I think it supported up to like twenty four people all at once, uh, and it was the you know full Mario sixty four experience. So I I really I really like this idea. A lot of people are really into it. Um, you know, he's a very popular creator. Uh, and so, yeah, it's no surprise that Nintendo's lawyers found out and put an end to it. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is what Nintendo typically does. And we, we've seen it kind of justified before, right? With like the Metroid 2 thing, I think we were all understood why they took down that fan remake more once we revealed that they were making their right. own sort of Metroid 2 remake. Now, I don't know if they're literally making some kind of like massive multiplayer Mario game or something, but maybe someday they, they might want to, right? Just in general, though, they're they're always going to protect their intellectual property. That's what Nintendo does. 
Right, and I, I, I was kind of, uh, I've kind of flipped on this a little bit because I was like, well, why don't they just do the thing that Disney has done with Star Wars and CBS is doing with Star Trek, where they have a an understood license for fan creators, so fans can make their fan movies and put them out, and as long as they're not commercial products and they're not selling them, uh, then you know Disney's fine with it and CBS is fine with it, and you, you realize that kind of breaks down because a fan movie is a like a substantially you know, a demonstrably different thing mm-hmm. than than a you know a big two hundred fifty million dollar blockbuster movie. Uh, those are just they're in completely different worlds. No one is ever going to mistake one for the other. But Nintendo releasing a remake of Metroid Two, uh, it can you could mistake that for a fan remake. They could look um, they could look exactly alike, or they could mm-hmm. look very similar. Uh, they you know they ended up looking you know from for the trained eye very different mm-hmm. but if you if you didn't know if you came in there completely blind you said which one's a nintendo game some people might choose the, the you know another metroid 2 remake so clearly there is there's the, the possibility for confusion that forces nintendo to take more action than a company like disney when it comes to star wars fan stuff so i i still hope that nintendo could maybe eventually start working towards a way to find ways to let these kinds of things live in you know here and there but it just doesn't seem real like realistic at, at this point until uh you know, especially with Nintendo making those old kinds of games. So mm-hmm. now, on the flip side, I do kind of understand the argument that I don't actually think these things are hurting Nintendo. No, I agree. Yeah, but I, it, I agree. But I just, it is they still just, they, they right. exist close enough. Yeah, they exist close enough that it's like Nintendo could argue confusion, and if they don't, then there, there could be a, you know, they could have to pay a price down the road. Um, okay, so uh, this is just a quick one. Microsoft uh, Xbox boss Phil Spencer got a big promotion. He's essentially on like the top level team at Microsoft now. Uh, the only person he reports to is Satya Nadella, the CEO and president of, of Microsoft. Um, so uh, he's kind of like he was always just kind of the Xbox boss. He was always the guy in charge of of both the Xbox and and Microsoft's software gaming division. Uh, now I guess like he's in charge of even more. I'm not sure like how that. Yeah, I wonder like who, who was he reporting to before? I wonder. Yeah, me too. That's what I was wondering that too, and, and I'm I'm not sure, but like this is a, a big thing for him, uh, and I I've always I've always liked Phil Spencer. He he is doing a good job. Uh, he did a really good job in a tough situation turning Microsoft around. I just yeah, uh, turning that Xbox I, One I just, around. Yeah, that was a tough job. Uh, but I just, again, I'm not sure what, what his games are. And I think that's going to be what it's going to be judged by in the end. So hopefully he has something up his sleeve for the next year or two. Um, Monster Hunter World launches January 26th. I brought this up uh, just because uh, I wanted to ask you, Mike, you have any interest in Monster Hunter World? Some, I guess. Yeah, not a ton. I'm glad it's a January game. That's for sure. Seems like a good time for it. For real. Yeah, I mean, it looks kind of interesting. Yeah. I, I, I played a bit of Monster Hunter uh, here and there. Like, one thing is that I think that that kind of game does work well as like a portable game thing. I'm not sure about sitting down on like, Xbox One or PlayStation 4, whatever that, that is that's coming out to and playing this for like hours. Uh, I don't know, maybe. Like at some point, there's going to be a Switch Monster Hunter game, right? And that's going to see more. Yeah, I, I to think me. they like ported one of the older Monster Hunter games. To, yeah, and that's only Japan. Japan and it kind of like didn't do great. Um, but that's, I mean, that's just because it's you know it's already been out and people have played it to death, and this new one was already announced. So we'll see. Uh, my my understanding is is that uh, Monster Hunter World is not like Breath of the Wild, where it's Zelda, but it's very different. Like this is still like it looks different, but it's still Monster Hunter. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of on the fence about whether or not I want to go. 
Yeah, I mean, I saw like the long playthrough demo at E3, uh, like their theater presentation. It looked Good. neat. I don't know if it looks like neat enough, yeah. but it was neat. Uh, last story, near Automata has passed 2 million shipments and downloads. Uh, it's 2 million copies shipped, and then uh, if you include downloads, it pushes over 2 million. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's awesome for Nier. It's one of Square Enix's big successes for this year. Uh, right. They, they kind of went on in their, uh, their kind of quarterly earnings or whatever it was about how it was, the success was a big surprise to them. Coming, got, comes, comes, you know, the series, which goes back to the Drakengard series, has always been a very niche series. And all of a sudden, this one hit breaks out with, you know, part of that's platinum, part of just this, you know, reception, and it kind of went a little viral. Uh, you know, even so, even as like Square is talking about how they want to do all these games as a service, they recognize how this specifically did really well. And they're like looking to kind of turn this into more of a franchise, which will be interesting to see what that looks like but yeah this is kind of like one of the cooler like little success stories of the year that like the sequel to near is one of the year's best games and biggest like sales surprises yeah do you think there's like a person inside square enix that was arguing like no we, we gotta just let's just give near two a chance <laughs> uh you know we, it's not gonna be a huge hit but it has its audience let's just go for them let's you know aim right at him and you know it'll probably be fine and now it's this huge success and they're like oh my yeah, god yeah right I mean, that's why you take risks sometimes, right? They, they pay out. So, yeah. Just very, very glad, General, that game was made. Yeah. Yeah, likewise. Um, okay. I think that's going to do it for the news. What we're going to do now is we're going to take a quick break, and then Mike, Mike and I are going to come back, and we're going to talk about what the hell is a core Mario game. We'll explain that when we get back. Whether developing, playing, yep. or simply hosting <laughs> games on a server, Intel makes it happen. And Intel wants to make sure the biggest innovations in gaming continue to happen on the PC by giving developers a hand with the Intel Game Dev Program. All you have to do is sign up and Intel will provide the resources necessary to help you continue to innovate and make gaming even more amazing. Head on over to the Game Dev Program at software.intel.com gamedev to get started. Again, that URL is software.intel.com gamedev. And we are back. Um, let's just hop right into this, Mike. So earlier today on Twitter, I distracted myself from from actually doing real work and instead <laughs> argued with people online about what games should be in the core Mario series. So uh, I should actually like bring up like just this first these first couple of tweets uh, from uh, uh, Max Parker, who I believe worked for the Pittsburgh uh, Gazette Gazette something. I'll, I'll find out. Um, Post Gazette. Post Gazette. I live right. near yes. Pittsburgh. Would, I know these things. Yeah, you would know. You would know better than me. Yeah. He he's a he's a maniac. Is basically what I came down to. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like an anarchist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He has no no rule. He has no uh, code. Um, essentially, he was saying uh, that there are just a handful of core Mario games, and he left out huge things like. Super Mario Sunshine and New Super and, and our New Super Mario Brothers, like the whole line, and Mario 3D World and Mario 3D Land. Uh, and I argued with him, and I got mad at him, and I kind of I kind of wanted to bring this to you, Mike, and like discuss it here and try to figure out what the hell this even means in the first place. I, I took it maybe I didn't actually take it too seriously. We were kind of joking around a little bit, but at times he was making. Oh, me I'm actually, ready to take it seriously. Me too. Yeah, he, but he was, at times he was making me legit mad. So yeah, oh yeah. And what's weird because 
a lot of people are getting kind of mad because it, it's something that to each person I think seems so obvious. Right. Like, of course, this is the core Mario game and this one isn't. But like, yeah, it's just one of these things. Where, I mean, you know, we live in a world where a lot of people think the Earth is flat, so <laughs> it's, it's hard to get it. It's like there's no, there's nothing that everyone can agree on anymore, even what a core Mario game is. That's right. It's like, and it's like as I find out more of these things, like more of these more people believe those kinds of things, like the world is flat and sunshine doesn't need to be on the list. I guess he does have sunshine on his list. Some people don't. But uh, no, that, that that is just baffling. How is Mario's sun? Like there were some opinions, yes, on here that just floored me. Like how is Mario's sunshine not on the list? It's literally as core as it gets. Yeah. So uh, it doesn't have a number rated, I guess. Yeah. I, he, he, Even that was enough for some people because there's a lot of talks about Mario two and what's yep. the real. T- so we, we get all in all this. Let me ask you: Do you have like? Do you have rules? Like, what are your rules? Yes. Something's a core Mario game. Yes. I, I, okay. So I, I, was, I had a chance to refine these a little bit today. So here, here are my rules. Uh, it has to be a, it has to star Mario where you play as Mario and it has to be a platformer and it should probably, probably be made by Nintendo. Uh, See, I thought of those three also. Yeah. So it has to be a platformer. Yeah. Th- those are the three I thought of. Yeah. So, star Mario quote, Mario's a star. I'm going to bring that one up later for another one. Okay. Uh, be a two platformer, 2d or 3d platformer. Yeah, made by Nintendo. So, like, whatever so, Hotel Mario, what is this? Yeah, account? so, like, let's just get, like, a, a weird one out of the way, like, right away. Super Mario Run. Not a platformer. It is a running no. game. It's a, it's an endless runner. It's a different kind of thing. A platform. It's you not control, a core Mario game. Yeah, you control, you control both running and jumping. Like, you have to be in control of both of those things for it to be a platformer. Otherwise, it's, it's just some weird offshoot, like a runner, which is fine. I'm glad it exists, whatever. It's not a core Mario game for that specific reason. Now, yeah. let, let, let's go by, let's go say what the obvious ones are, right? Right. Mario 1, already, apparently Mario 2 is, isn't an obvious thing anymore, because in, in both of them, because there's, well, it, and people have arguments against both, like, Japan Mario 2 and America Mario 2, and they both should count, because yes. people are like, oh, the lost levels, that's just, like, more of the first one. No, that's a no. sequel, completely different thing. Yeah, it should go and Mario then, 1, and then it goes... Super Mario Brothers 2 USA and then Super Mario Brothers 2 slash Lost Levels. It's the same basic thing. It's a one's a slight remake, but it was like back in it was back in the early part, like where like it, it almost wasn't word. it almost wasn't a, a remake or an update. It was just localization and they just localized it as part of All Stars. Whatever. Uh so no, two is definitely on there in all its forms. <laughs> and then Right. I mean people get so hung up about Doki Doki Panic and stuff like that. It's like look, it's a, it's a Mario game. Like so many things from that are now a part of other future yeah. Mario games. And they're like, like like not just like like part of, oh. they're like central. Like the shy guys started in Super Mario Brothers two. Yeah. And they're in Doki 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 Panic. They didn't they didn't change those things for this game. I mean Right. I mean, in every game system, if you play as Peach, she's going to float a little bit. Right. You know, Luigi's going to have like that's that a bit of a flutter jump or just like a higher jump. Yeah. It, it, no, it's so core. It's absolutely. It's, I can't believe some people are game said about that one. Uh, so, okay. So, so, yeah. Three. So, three. No one's going to argue about three. Mario World. This whole thing started by me because Max Parker was like, Super Mario World is not very good. He's like, it's like, uh, I think he said, like, it's, it's a great game, but it's one of the worst core Mario games. And that, that people oh, were like, what do you, what's a core? Uh. Okay. I, like, I got chills, like, having to say that out loud. That made me so angry. Right, and we realized why he thinks this later. Some other things. Okay, so those ones. Okay, then. Mario 64. Mario Sunshine. Still good. Mario yeah. Galaxy. Mario Galaxy 2. And now here's where things start to get, like, a little hazy. This one babbles me, because I've yelled at you about Super Mario 3D World and how, like, I yell at you because I don't think it's as good as 64 or Sunshine. Like, it's my right. least favorite 3D games. 
I don't understand how it could possibly not be a core Mario game. It's a major Mario starring 3D platformer. It was like, you know, that console generation's big 3D Mario game. Like, it, 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 it's, 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 it's a Mario game. It's like the one that time. It's core. Just because, just because, like, its naming is a little bit like that portable one, and the camera angle is... Like, someone literally said they didn't think it was core because the camera angle was weird. Yeah, Dan Reichert, he... I, I, <laughs> I was like, I no, what? This, I think about this all the time, because he said this on, like, the, the Bombcast or whatever podcast he's on now a million times. He's like, oh, it's not... Uh, Super Mario 3D World, that's not a... Uh, I, I try to do the Dan Reichert voice. I was, uh, that's not a core Mario game, but uh, it's, it's still a good game. It's not a core Mario. I'm like, what? what is he... What are you saying? You're a... How is it not a, a core Mario? An actual lunatic. It's like saying Metro, yeah, I, Metro Prime's not a core Metro game because it's in first person. So, like, yes, yeah. He like the way he uh, tried to explain it is that it's like, um, it's kind of like in its own line, like the new Super Mario Brothers games. Uh, Odyssey, let's just real quick, we'll get, we'll start getting to these some of these other ones. Odyssey clearly going to be in a core, like that's the reason everyone's talking about this stuff these yeah. days because Odyssey's coming up real soon. Odyssey is a core Mario game, clearly. Right. Um, okay. So, so then, like, let, let's get to like the slightly more not questionable even i think these are still gimmies like the main portable games that's still a core yes. mario super mario land super mario land 2 uh yeah th th those are core mario games right i mean we see like you wouldn't question it like that's the way the way to put it if it was zelda you would never question if a link to the past is a core mario game the, the metroid game boy game was literally called metroid 2 right. so <laughs> and, i mean these are just their 2d side scores that's just that star mario their their yeah. core games, and, and I don't then, think Nintendo would ever would ever like like say that those are two different worlds and like one is our premier system and the other thing is just our handheld. Don't worry about that. That's yeah. whatever. Right. Um. So yeah, Mario Land one and two definitely on the list. Um. Let's see what else. Uh, so but well, then we, we have the new Super Mario Brothers line, right? Right. Those, yeah. All four of those games. And I understand like some people are sick of those games. Maybe you don't like them as much. They're yeah, still totally. core so, Mario games. Yeah, so. some of them are some of them are bad. Some of them are real good. I, they became they're derivative, all, but they're, yeah, all they're all they're all unique, the ground, they're... entirely new, two D <laughs> platformers and Star Mario and all new levels and all these things. They're 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 core Mario games. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's so annoying because this is one of the things that really drove me and and Anthony John Agnello from a who is our Venture Beat social editor. Uh, mad when we were trying to talk to Max. Max said that sh it shouldn't go on the list of core games because it is a um, a remake or a reboot or an, uh, an HD upgrade or whatever. Of they're Super not Mario Brothers. They're not. That's just that's <laughs> just wrong. They're just this is categorically wrong. They're just, completely new games. They even had uh, they're not the flat the flat Earther thing is so like so <laughs> like out. It's so perfect. It's so apt for how I felt it's talking like, to Max. Yeah. Like, no matter how much you believe it, it's still wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was that was insane. And then he, he said New Super Mario Brothers U was a remake of New Super Mario Brothers, and I wanted to leave the planet. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I'm just saying they look similar, but it's not true. Yeah. They're different. They're completely different games. And the, I, I, think that, I think the 3D land to 3D world thing is, is what gets people confused. To like, I think a lot of people do, like, try to keep the portable stuff separate, and then all of a sudden you had this game that was both kind of the successor to Galaxy 2 and to 3D Land, the portable one, and it blew people's minds. They don't know what to think of it. I yeah. still just wish they didn't just call that game that. We don't even have to have this argument about it. But, like, yes, it, it is, like, it's clearly a successor to 3D Land. It takes a lot of those ideas and extrapolates on them, but 
that doesn't somehow make it some sort of like lesser console game. It still has like these ridiculous production values and, and you know all yeah. these things going on. So yeah, I I, I don't know. Um, and then and one of the reasons I said 3D World shouldn't count is because it was a sequel. Yeah, like the sequel to uh, a portable game or a spiritual successor. Well, Super Metroid's a sequel to a portable game. Does that not count? <laughs> <laughs> Super Metroid, not a core Metroid game. Definitely not. Uh, yeah, of course not. And if it, if it were, it's if it were, it was one of the worst ones. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So to me, those all the ones we just said that that's unless you have some weird hang up specifically about New Super Mario Brothers line or portable line, and I don't think those hang ups are justified. Those are all absolutely core Mario games. I think we, me and you both agree on it. Yes. So there there are a few more weird ones. Uh, Super Mario World Two, Yoshi's Island. So let's okay. Hear not a core game. Not okay. at all. This one, like, this was the other one I was kind of getting mad about, because a lot of people were saying it is. Uh, I, and I think everyone's just getting hung up on the, the Super Mario Brothers 2 thing. Super Mario Bar World 2 thing, which was just a branding thing in the U.S. It wasn't even called that in Japan. I know, like, somebody said to me, oh, so rebrand doesn't count in this case, but when it when they rebranded Doki Doki Panic, it counts. Uh, and I kind of, I guess that argument does kind of make a little bit of sense. But, bes <laughs> but besides that, though, look, the important thing is that Mario is not the star of this game. He's in it. He's right on his back. He's a baby. He's like, he's basically your health bar is what he is. I know you can touch a star and you turn into Mario for like five seconds. And that happens like five times in the game. But no, no it's it's just not a Mario. It's, it's no more like a Mario game. It's like calling Donkey Kong Country a Mario game. Check the uh, the the user settings on the bottom right button next. To oh, there you are. Oh, oh there cool, I am. Cool, cool. Check the user settings. <laughs> Check your user settings on the. Let me show you where the button. Well, is. I mean, whose fault is it? I mean, your your internet crashed, so we had to completely stop the podcast. I went and I I grew a beard. Like it was that long, Mike. You grew an even longer beard. Um. Okay. No, we're we're back. No, Yoshi Island isn't a core Mario game. It's bullshit. Okay. So you were like, oh, so a lot of people were saying it's it's a core Mario game, and it was making me so mad that all these people were saying it. Let me. I think we we got all that right. Yes. Wait. You agree with me, right? Let me tell you who doesn't agree. All right. Hang on. Hang okay. on I got it here somewhere. Actually, I, I lost it because of all the shit that we just had going on. Uh. I okay. While well, I'm looking for it, I kind of half, half and half agree. Um. I kind of can see though clearly it's not a uh, mario game because when you get hit by an enemy mario floats off and the camera stays on yoshi so it's a yoshi game right mm -hmm. uh but here's someone who disagrees when we first made yoshi's island we considered it part of the mario series after that the yoshi series continued on its own as developers we do consider it to be part of the core mario series the answer is yes that is shigeru miyamoto no. No, it's just... <laughs> I'm just saying, it's it, Miyamoto no. said it. I, okay. Yeah, it's translated. Who knows what core means in Japanese? <laughs> it means bullshit is actually what it means. Look, what's the, who's the first character you think of when I say Super Mario World? Or when I say Yoshi's Island? What's the first character you think of? the first word. Yeah, I think of Yoshi, of course. It's Yoshi! How can it... It's not a Mario game, first and foremost, then. It's a Yoshi game, first and foremost. I mean, W... Tacking Mario on When there. I think of Super Mario Kart, the first character I think of is Yoshi. Is that doesn't make it a Yoshi game. It's a different game. Yeah, but it also means it's not a core Mario game, so the the test still yeah, works. Okay, I, I'm okay. Listen, I think I am with you on this. However, I'm I'm I think I have a little bit more wiggle room than you. Where uh, Nintendo sees it that way, you do control Mario for those little bits. You you mentioned it yourself. They are small sections. A little, a little bit. bit of time. Okay, then here. How about this then? 
How about this then? If you're going to count Yoshi's Island, you better as hell count Yoshi's Island DS. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, no, Yoshi's Island New Super no. Yoshi. You know, there's there are other ones where Mario was in them just the same. Oh my God, your face is frozen on the best picture. It's the best. Never mind. I am never fixing this. This is. What, I'm just going to keep this like this forever for all our podcasts. Oh no! Oh, so good. oh no! Okay. Oh God, that's no good. That's no good. <laughs> okay. I listen. I said I'm just with you. I'm just a little bit more squishy. Like I'm like maybe, but you but you get yes. my point right. You if you're gonna if you're gonna count that one, uh oh, look who's coming to yeah. dinner. <laughs> That's why this sucks. It sucks because you're right. You're like we'd have to we yeah. have to include those like like Mar- Miyamoto's like well we consider the other ones to be different like Yoshi games after that one like the first one was a Mario game. I'm like it doesn't really work like that because it's like there's no within like the the way you play the game there's no real difference like it's all the same stuff so why aren't those mario games as well it's it, I, I want the reasoning that it's a mario game to exist within the game itself not just because nintendo says so um so i think yeah. i think i agree with you um well, the, another one another weird one hey miyamoto also also said that we music was going to be great so <laughs> I thought you'd be like <laughs> it's not gospel like, miyamoto did a bunch of mushrooms you can't trust that <laughs> drug addict um, yeah yeah, no, I yes. Okay, Let, let's get to some of these other controversials before my internet freezes yeah, totally. again. Because uh, apparently you already lost video. Of me. <laughs> I don't know why. Donkey Kong ninety four. Uh, I was like, I don't. Oh, well, yeah, there you went again. Um, well, now I just turned okay. it off. I'm trying to restart it. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm not sure uh, about that. I I would probably say no because it's a puzzle platformer. Uh, no, I mean. Maybe it should be another hard rule that Mario's name should be in the game. Like, what about the original Donkey Kong, right? right? I uh, mean, maybe. But the Star's Mario. It's a platformer, uh, but uh, I don't know. It doesn't really. I feel mean, it's right, a single huh? screen platform. I don't. I don't consider Mario Brothers to be like the first. Like Super sure. Mario Brothers is the first one, not Mario Brothers, because like it's you know it's not quite a platformer. It's like this arcade obstacle thing. Like yeah, you're jumping on platforms, but right. it's I not mean, that what we think of as platform where it has a scrolling screen. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just too different. You know. Um, I, I I don't have I don't really have any other like two controversial ones. Are, 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 oh, there's a pretty there's a pretty big controversial right. one you're missing. It, it's Super Mario Maker. Oh, that's right. Okay, shit. And I do not consider that a core Mario game. So, I think I think first and foremost, it's a it's a game it's a game making game more so than it is a platformer. I understand you're making a platformer, and a lot of times you're playing those levels. But I think it's it's kind of first and foremost that other thing. I don't, but I don't know if. Like first and foremost matters, and it depends on who you talk to. Like who, like a lot of people would just play those levels and not make anything. A lot of people. So like for, first mm-hmm. and foremost, it's for them. It is just a platformer. I, I don't know. I think it's um, I think it's just a culminate. I think it's almost. It's not like All Stars because All Stars was just a compilation, but it's like it's it's similar sure. to that, and then it's also its own thing. So where it has its own levels. I mean, it, it has its own Mario campaign made by Nintendo, uh, within it. Like. Yeah. So, so I, this is definitely the iffiest one, I think. Here, here's what I'll say though: with every other Mario game we talked about, we could, in theory, put that together in some kind of a Mario timeline. It would be stupid. It wouldn't make much sense. Really but there are plots, and there are things that happen. Mario wanted cake, and it's Mario. And they wanted cake again. Yeah. And then he wanted yeah. some more yeah. cake like, here. You know. Yeah. Mario Galaxy 2, not even referencing the events of Mario Galaxy mm-hmm. 1. You know, none of it makes much sense, but it could be done. There's no, you know what, there's no st- nothing lore-wise happening in a uh, Mario Maker. It's just, Yeah, but I, you know, we never, I, I, never, a, like, I never established lore as my rule, and you didn't either. 
Like when we started this whole thing, maybe it should be a rule. Be. Maybe it should I, be I a rule. I don't like that at all. Well, but our, but our, no, but our, 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 our first requirements are already flawed because we would have maybe because you never said that make being a single player arcade game suddenly disqualifies. No, no, you, it's that or single screen I, arcade I, I, game. I just don't consider those platformers. Those the, aren't platformers. Really? Because you're Donkey Kong. You're jumping over obstacles. And yeah. Jumping across platforms. Yeah, but that, I don't think that's in the platformer genre. Like it's Mario Brothers isn't the platform. Like those are their own thing. Like the platformer genre is side. Here, here's platform. here's the other thing. Here's the other thing that made me think about this. If this, because I think some of this is colored by the fact that Mario Maker is very good. Yes. If there yeah, was bad, a Zelda make, <laughs> if there was a Zelda Maker, I think people you'd be a lot more hesitant to be like, yeah, the the game where you can make Zelda games is. Part of the core series. Yeah, I probably would. Be, if there was like a make your own Final Fantasy game, it would you would also be a little bit more weird about it. Yeah, I I, I would be, but those because those are different kinds of games where, uh, like yeah, if you're making something and it's some weird thing, because yeah, Lord is gonna matter in those a little bit more. Even Zelda, it's stupid, but Lord does matter a little bit more. Um, and if it's not like an officially put together thing by Nintendo. But I, I don't know if 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 the part of the Zelda Maker package had like a Zelda campaign in it made by Nintendo, I might still feel like it should go in there somewhere. <sighs> I, I I understand. I, I hear what you're saying. I I think that the the test you came up with, where if you could put it on timeline, that feels right. But I'm not there. I I don't think I'm there on it. I I would want it in the core series. I think it fits. See, so, so it's just like the one we just absolutely don't agree yeah, on. I think so. Then. Yeah. Um. It, it, so what we can agree. Well, to recap, what we agree yeah, on okay. is obviously the the four S NES games, including both versions of Mario yes. 2, Mario World, Mario 64, Sunshine. I, I, yeah. People are it's funny how people are still weird about Sunshine. Like there's still people like, oh, that was like the best one. There's still people who, for whatever reason, like dismiss it yeah. in some bizarre manner. But come on, it's super core Mario games. So Sunshine. Galaxy 1, Galaxy 2, no one's going to dispute those. 3D World, absolutely. Just of course. <laughs> that, as pure a Mario game as, as, as you can be. Yeah. Then Odyssey is definitely going right. to count. Uh, Mario Land, Mario 2. No. Oh, yeah. Th- th- here's another thing with uh, freaking Yoshi's Islands. Super Mario Land 3, Wario Land. No one ever says, hey, it's got Mario <laughs> in the title. If, if, if Wario touched the star and turned into Mario for five seconds in that game, everyone would, would, apparently would be like, that's a Mario game. It's a core Mario game now. Uh, okay. Po- it's crazy Point taken. I think I agree with you on that one. I do. I th- yeah. Miyamoto does it. Great. But, yeah, but I, 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 yeah, I, I do, I think. Okay. So, okay. so we, we, we let Mario then, Land 2 and, we, and then what's next? Then we have the four new Super Mario Brothers right. games. Uh Wait, real quick. Mario real quick. Super Luigi U. Wow. Daddy's <laughs> freaking out. Somebody's Yeah, here. no problem. Okay, yeah. New, new Super Luigi U. But, but no, because Mario's not the yeah, star of it. Mario's not the star of it. <laughs> you got so, backup? Yes, oh, God. Um, yeah, yeah. Hey, AJ, is, is Super Mario Maker a core Mario game? No. Yeah, he says Get no. Up. This is not. He okay, knows. no. I'm, I'm shutting down the podcast. Now it's two to one. Now you're done. <laughs> I I I think it is. I still think it. Is. Okay, but let's keep it going. We almost we're almost done with the stupid list. So we got the Force of Mario Brothers and Super Mario 3D Land, and that's it. Those are the core Mario games for sure. Yes. Not 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 Yoshi's Island. More uh, squishy, but I agree. Not, I not, think yes. No, not Yoshi's Island. Uh, not what was the what was the other slightly controversial? Not Donkey well, Kong 94. We have a Donkey Kong 94. Just no. nah, not really. And then uh, 
Super Mario Maker apparently up for debate. I don't think so. I, uh, so someone put it. So. I think it was LMM on uh, Twitter was like, uh, "It's Schrodinger's Mario. It's like it, 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 whether or not it is a Mario game or not depends on like when you're looking at it and things like that. Like you have to actually observe <laughs> it before it can become a Mario game. So yeah, um, <laughs> right? Maybe you know. Some, I get. I kind of get the argument. Is like sometimes you just have a feeling. Like to yeah, me, like I know. Me too. You know, Super like. Mario Maker does not feel like a core Mario I game. I admit that and, on know, Twitter, I, like when fucking Max Parker's trying to say new Super Mario Brothers isn't, and uh, Super Mario 3 yeah, well, that's isn't. Like, I have to like draw some hard lines so I don't like give an inch and then he, he takes a mile. So yes, I was trying to be very, very like determined about saying like, oh no, you have to have a, a method. But I do agree to a point like, yeah, you want to, just sometimes you want to see the game and know how you feel about it and then work backwards from that. Mm-hmm. So whatever. Yeah. I it, it's a really dumb thing to get this worked up about, but boy, do I. Right. And I want to make clear, like, it's not like some sort of condom, you know, it's not some sort of, like, diss on Yoshi's Island. It's no. one of the best games ever. Totally. Although, but... he, yeah, and then he said it wasn't, and I want to kill Oh, him. then he's... Oh, yeah, that, he, that, that was the worst thing, was when he said it, like, he just said, can't we all agree <laughs> that Yoshi's Island is bad, and I wanted to scream at him. Like, 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 <laughs> Obviously, popular opinion isn't the most important thing, but I would be like, you understand that most people consider that a cherished classic. <laughs> yeah. Like this, like this is like to me. This is like this is exactly how I was feeling when you guys were like Sonic was never good. Then I had other people like Mario sixty four is has aged poorly and isn't good anymore. I was like, what bizarre world do I live in? Yeah. It, it- I, I don't think I was wrong. I was like, no, that's actually one of Nintendo's best games they've ever made. Like, I don't think that's a crazy thing to yeah. say. It really is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If it's if it's one of the best games Nintendo ever made, it's one of the best games anyone ever yeah, made, exactly. by the yeah, way. Totally. So. Okay. Uh, so I will say I think I think the my favorite points here have been the <laughs> Wario Land being yeah, a core was, Mario that was game. Really good. If he turned if he turned into uh there's another one now that I just forgot, but I was, I was proud yeah, of that. Yeah, well, well we'll break this out and right. make us like a, a story, I think. Uh, <laughs> it was yeah, pretty was good. good stuff. Yeah. All right, Mike. Uh, I think that's gonna do it for the podcast. Why don't you tell everybody where they can yeah. find you? You can find me at uh Exploding Barrel Podcast is a show I do with my brother who just walked in here. We're about to record that next, so fun. That's at ebpodcast.com. Uh, we're going to be talking this week uh, about the uh, Star Trek Discovery premiere. So, And I'm a pretty lifelong uh, yeah, get, uh, Trek get, guy. Get, so get, uh, give us that. some spoilers for the podcast. What do you think? Just real quick. Just like one or two. I liked it. It's definitely very different. Okay. So I guess. I, I think I'm right there with you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, you can always see me at GamesBeat. And on uh, to- uh, Twitter, I'm Tolkoto. That's T-O-L-K-O-T-O. And I'm Jeff Grubb on Twitter and uh, YouTube.com slash Jeffrey Grubb. I post some uh, videos up there. And every Friday night, we do the PUBG family dinner on Twitch.tv slash GamesBeat, where we get people from the games industry to come in, play PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. Last week, we had a big like zombie thing where I was controlling a horde of zombies trying to get them to kill the humans, and it went really good. It was a lot of fun. We had everyone turn on their in-game voice chat, so they uh, would yell brains, and the humans would hear that and get freaked out, and it worked really well. Um, yeah, so check that out. Uh, other than that, thanks for watching the po- or watch and listening to the podcast, and we will catch you guys next week. Bye.